With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 13 minutes to 7 picks on uh, Tuesday mornings. We like to head over to Victoria and have a chat to our very own Sam Edmund to find out what's happening in the lead up to round one, which is what, two sleeps away. It's very exciting. It comes down really quickly. I reckon you, you go from January and you think, oh, okay, preseason's back in. January to March just flies by. We're almost at the end of March. It's ridiculous. And, um, and fortunately for both the, the local sides, fairly solid injury-free groups mm. to pick from. So um, I'm going to have a go, whether it's today or maybe later in the week, picking the tw- best 23 for uh, Port Adelaide and Adelaide, which will be... Oh, yeah, we've got to do our top eight too. And we've got to do our top eight. So we've got a few predictions to get through before round one. Kicks All out. right, let's get into our sports update right now on SENSA. The SENSA Breakfast Sports Update. Righto, let's talk cricket. India has claimed a 2-1 victory in the four-test series against Australia with the final test in um, uh, Ahmedabad. Go on, mate. That's how we do it. Ahmedabad. Uh, Petering (laughs) out into an uneventful draw. Travis Head and Manus Labashain secured the result with a 139-run second-wicket partnership. It was really sad for Travis Head because he he scored a brilliant 90 uh, before being dismissed. So he was almost uh, able to get to that uh, magical three figures. Couldn't do it. Um, <clears throat> Labashain was unbeaten on 63. Steve Smith was still out there and the skippers just shook hands. Uh, Smith and Sharma and said, that's about it. That was at 3.20 local time. The result ensured that India and Australia will go at it again in the one-off test match at the Oval in June in the World Test Championship final. Now, that's that going to is... be great that, to have that. Um, mm. I wonder if we'll ever get that here in Australia. Well, I suspect, it, would it be played on a neutral ground? Yeah, it's played in England. Oh, oh, no, I understand that. But if... Let's say England and uh, India do it. Do they look for a neutral test? That's a good point. Or is it just predetermined that it's going to be in England and depending on who makes it, it might be a... An advantage. I'll do some research. You keep telling us about sport. All right, uh, let's uh, let's talk horse racing because a big day yesterday in uh, in Adelaide. A horse bought for just thirty five thousand at an online sale in January produced a bold front running performance to capture the uh, Group Two Adelaide Cup, delivering Amy and Ash Yagi the biggest victory of their training careers. Rebel Racer was bought to win a maiden hurdle at Warrnambool, but on Monday has led all the way to take out Adelaide's most prestigious flat race. Simon Wilde's Aurora Sympathy at $12 was gallant. Rebel Racer paid over $25, if you don't mind, peeling off Rebel Racer's heels at the top of the straight. It even hit the front at the 200-metre mark before having to settle for second. It was a neck behind the winner. So a uh, big day yesterday. And as we said, we came in here this morning just around, just after five. Still some, still some rebel rousers uh, in Hindley Street. Not quite rebel races at that stage. Uh, and, and a huge weekend uh, in supercars with champion, or last year's champion, Shane Van Gisbergen, has now been labelled disrespectful in a wild 24 hours. Now, the superstar Kiwi, he was sensationally stripped of his race one victory at Newcastle. 
following a protest. Triple Eight was found guilty of breaching a rule due to an incorrect application of dry ice as a cooling device. Now, on Sunday, he was at the centre of another moment of high drama after he made long late contact with rival Chaz Mostert on his way to claiming victory in race two. The Red Bull Ampole racing driver gave Fox Sports presenter Jess Yates a cold response immediately after the race when asked about the drama. He was even icier in the post-race press conference. Uh, bouncing back, uh, I imagine there was a bit of disappointment with the team today. So did that yep. make today's race win even a little bit sweeter? Yeah, so basically just repeat what I said on track. Like, thanks to my team, our cars were awesome. Um, but yeah, all our talking was done on the track today. So thank you. There was a uh, little... No, mate, it's a press conference. We've got to ask you questions. There was obviously that battle at turn nine between yourself and Chaz. Uh, can you talk us yeah. through it just from your point of view? All the talking was done on track today. Mate, Thank come you. on. Are you serious? Now, mm. let's just for one moment reflect on the journo there because I don't like the way the journo spoke to him too. Mm. So, so what you have to understand though is sometimes there are um, uh, pre-arranged, uh, like the AFL coaches, an AFL coach can't do that. You have to, part of the television rights commitment is, yes. you have to turn up at the press conference and be there and answer the questions. I'd suggest that'd be exactly the same with supercars. If you win the race, you turn up and you answer the questions. I think that's, look, Shane Van Gisbergen, he's a superstar and he's a great guy, but at the end of it, you're still talking to your fans. You're still talking to the people mm. who support you. You're still talking on behalf of your sponsors, everyone who puts the work in. Just say... Yes, it was a you know, great race. We were disappointed with yesterday. Actually, we were livid with yesterday. Make a point if you want to, but still talk to your fans who were probably pretty excited for you by the way you bounce back. Yeah, I think that's probably my American sport influence creeping into where I think um, sometimes the, the people asking the questions are there to get something so they can take mm. credit for the question. But the question wasn't too bad. So. No, well, it's, it's an interesting one because – in this day and age, sports are crying out for coverage. They're, mm. they're going, they're bending over backwards. You know, think of Drive to Survive. Tennis now do a behind. You know, there's access like never before because it is a is a competition for eyeballs, and you want to you you want to take people on the journey. So when you snub people like that, and you don't give them any answers, then people sort of say, well, maybe I won't watch this. I'll watch something else next time. Yes. What else is happening in sport, Mark Bickley? Oh, the NBL Championship Series is going to Game 5 after a record crowd watched the New Zealand Breakers hold off the Sydney Kings 80-70 to in their Game 4 Stouts. The vibrant crowd of just under 10,000 at Spark Arena rode every bump in a physical contest that saw the Breakers hold off several challenges from the Kings to send the series back to Sydney for Wednesday's finale. This is uh, the never-ending series, isn't it? Yeah, it's been amazing, though, because the, the first two matches, both teams won on their away court, and then they managed to wrestle it back and win at home. And mm. the crowd in Sydney the other night was spectacular. The, the biggest ever crowd, which is outstanding. We saw Luke Longley and Andrew Bogut were both at the game as well. Yes, yeah, so Andrew Bogut is a co-owner of the Sydney Kings, mm. and uh, Luke Longley's heavily involved too. So mm. they'd be hoping that Sydney can get the win back home. Sydney have been the best side all season, but the way that New Zealand played on the weekend was was outstanding. So I, I think it's a 50-50. Yeah, Sydney Kings coach Chase Burford, they took the aim or took aim, I should say, at the referees in the Kings game 
four grand final loss to New Zealand before storming out of his post-game press conference. Yeah, so there there's, but there's no audio of that because he literally just stormed out. He's like, they were asking him questions and he's like, no, I've had Didn't enough. Didn't he say they had eight on the eight versus five? Yeah. Can't win? He is, um, I don't know, I don't know if Chase Buford listens to this, but he's petulant. He just, he loves just cracking it. He's been given so many tech fouls for his attitude where mm-hmm. his players have needed to restrain him. It should be the other way around. He is just crazy. It's interesting because often teams can take on the personality of their coaches. So if you have your, a petulant coach, sometimes that turns into petulant players, but clearly not. Well, I remember in back in the heyday when the Adelaide 36ers used to have the rivalry with Victorian teams and Brian Gorgian used mm. to always go a little bit crazy on the sideline and people were watching what he would do. Everybody's like that with Chase Buford now from Sydney mm. where um, he has so much personality and he just has a very short fuse. So he's very entertaining to watch. Uh, let's have a quick chat about the Sandful, no matter your club colours. Balfour's after the game. Let's take care of our Sandful update. So Bix, there are a couple of trial matches over the weekend uh, with North defeating South at Thebe Oval. The Eagles getting the win over Westies. Glenelg defeating Centrals only by eight mm. points and Sturt winning against Norwood. So there's a few weeks away until the Sandful starts, but that's going to be a, a big year, especially for Port Adelaide and, and Adelaide too, where um, they will have a lot of players to choose from. Well, they will. And, and there is a fairly solid correlation. If they have 15 or 16 listed players, they very rarely lose. And it's the flip side. If you, if you have under 13 or 14, they very rarely win. So, so they're, they're the sort of numbers that they're dealing with. So, you know, Adelaide have only got two or three injuries. So they could potentially have every player as a listed player, which I think makes them very strong. Port Adelaide the same. I think Port Adelaide has a bit better depth than Adelaide. Obviously, they're a bit more advanced age-wise. Adelaide, I think, is still the second youngest team in the comp. So... Uh, if you've got a few more experienced players uh, for Port Adelaide, for example, then they drop back to the sample. They become very, very good sample players and you, know, you don't have to go back too far, Port Adelaide, uh, right up the top of the ladder. And the flip side of that is you get a lot of injuries and don't have to go back too far to see them right down the bottom of the ladder either. The Sandful W also over the weekend see South Adelaide at top of the table. They are three and zip. They had a, a win over Westies and North Adelaide, are the reigning premiers, a, a huge win over Woodville West Torrens. So each week we will keep you up to date with the Sandful. And Sandful W, Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's after the game. Before we go to the news, you did something exciting over the weekend, Bix. I'm not sure it was exciting but it was interesting. That was, um, I've got two boys who are sort of, you know, just over 12 and just under 10 or 11. And uh, we went, we, we watched Lego Masters, you know, when that was on. The yes. Game. And um, uh, the, the Adelaide Museum has this Lego Masters, it's not a Lego Master, it's a Lego display, but it was done by some of the people that were on Lego Masters, which is really great. Um, and there was just as many adults as there was kids in there, but they've mashed together um, derelict sort of man-made items. So, there's, for example, there's an old V-dub in there, and they've they've made a like a world out of that out of that car body and with all Lego minifigures in there. And there's an ATM and there's a, a piano and they, and they've taken all the insides out and built stuff up. So, if you've got younger kids or if you're a fan of Lego or you've ever been a fan of Lego, go along and have a look. It's really worthwhile. So Where is it? It's at the in the Adelaide Museum. You go in the main entry and turn left and they have this special area. And then, of course, what you end up doing is you end up wandering around the museum for the next two hours. You forget how cool a thing that is. So um, we had a great – that was Saturday morning. Some old artefacts there. Some old artefacts, yeah. The 98 Premiership no, Cup. No, no, no. <laughs> there was – went in the Egyptian room, saw an old girlfriend in there, <laughs> 2,000 years old. <laughs> 
That's how old I am. <laughs> you know, I, this is showing my age a little bit, but um, and you're obviously a lot older than me, but when they used to have the, the Lego world where mm-hmm. you used to walk into the, the supermarket, that was outstanding. I get, got so excited about that. So that's great. I might go have a look. Yeah, the other it. thing is, Bix, that when you were telling me off air about this, I was a bit nervous because you said Lego and now you've gone to Lego and I'm glad yeah, that I'm, you did that because I'm very much a Lego guy. I'm, I'm neither or either or either. <laughs> it doesn't, oh that doesn't bother me. Is it Lego? I thought it, Legos was a, uh, a spaghetti sauce. It is, yes, <laughs> yeah. and they make fantastic spaghetti sauce, mm. but South Australians are the only people that say Lego, Lego and mm. I got so particular about this once when I was working at another radio station. I actually mm. called the the headquarters of Lego and said, can you just do us a favor? Where is that? Is it? It's over in Europe somewhere. Yeah. And uh, they said it is Lego. But I don't know why here in South Australia we have to call it Lego and, and pronounce it incorrectly. Mm. No, I, I couldn't help you. I reckon I did used to call it Lego. Mm. Well, you did about 10 minutes ago. I was worried. I had a sound effect ready well, to I, buzz I, you out. And... Well, I think... Since it's we've watched Lego Masters and they say it like that, we've just picked up on it. Now, so what we try and do as a family sit down, we adopt one program that we watch sort of you know through the yeah. series, and and so like Survivor for example, yes. you know we're talking the family friendly ones, not the Married at First Sight or Love Island or that <laughs> Real stuff. Housewives of Port Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> and so so you know whether it's Ninja Warrior or whether it's this Lego Masters or whether it's Survivor at the moment, we're um, we really get into it. So. So for the Survivor fans out there, a bit of an anti-climax last night. There was meant to be, they're down to six people. They're meant to vote someone out and it it wasn't an elimination night. I did see on the A-League coverage on the weekend, they had a very special guest from Survivor, David Zaharakis. I thought maybe he's got bigger credentials (laughs) than saying his his credentials that he was on Survivor. So that's where we're at in yeah. Australia at the moment. Um, now, look, we got we got to straighten up a bit because next we are going to reveal our top eight for this season. We'd love to hear yours too. So you can send them in via text or social media, 0427-154-166. Dan Houston, not too far away. And Mark Millian, do you want to read out a text before we go into the news? Oh, yeah, this one's from Phil. It says, boys, can someone please explain why Port permit Charlie Dixon to mess around off-road on a dirt bike? Uh, it says here with no helmet less than a week before uh, he's about to play his first game. Um, wasn't aware of that. Maybe we'll, we'll forward that on to Kane Corns. That seems to be his area of expertise. <laughs> we're, so, we're talking about Lego Masters. and all, <laughs> That's, that's uh, kind of where we're at as just, a show. Just on the surface of that, that does seem like a reasonably dangerous activity, though, riding a, a motorbike. Um, yes. A dirt bike as well. But didn't see the vision. Maybe he was only going slow. We'll, we'll have a look at that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six 736 is the number. It's SENSA. We've just gone 7 o'clock. Good morning.